show me wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. Hey, wax on, hat. Wax off, hat. Concentrate. Look at my eye. Like a hand. Thumb inside. Get! Get! Ladies and gentlemen, Get! this Look, is I the main event of the evening. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. This is not AJ Hoffman. This is Sleepy J. So I'm doing an AJ Hoffman introduction, but AJ is going to be out this week for our UFC podcast. We have UFC 298 pay-per-view event here, Volkanovski against Aporia. This one's going to take place at the Honda Center in Anaheim, California. Uh, filling in for AJ this week, I got my man Mean Gene. This is my go-to guy. I've done countless UFC podcasts with Gene, so I'm really happy to go ahead and have Gene on the podcast. Gene, I know UFC 298 has been on your radar for quite some time. How you feeling about this event? About ready to go down? Yeah, excited for this. This kicks off a stacked pay-per-view run for the UFC with Saturday's 298 card, followed by 299 with O'Malley versus Vera in Miami. And then, of course, it's culminating with the historic UFC 300 card in April. So I, I'm excited. This is going to be an incredible fight. We we might be seeing a changing in the guard on Saturday night, but I'm ready to, to break down that fight with you. I must say this there, Gene. 298, 299, 300. I'm going to say it's probably going to be one of the best stretches that we may ever see in our lifetimes in, in the UFC. We don't even have the main event yet for UFC 300. And... Uh, I mean, we're already talking about maybe one of the best fight cards ever. And it's kind of funny, like when you have like guys like I think Aljamain's like the opener for like a prelim or something like that on that card. I mean, that card's just absolutely insane. But we're going to go ahead and do UFC 298 here on this podcast. And uh, nothing's going to change. Same way that AJ and I do business. We go ahead, we give you guys the main event, the co-main. And we go ahead, we give you guys a best bet. Same process here, uh, even with Gene on board. Gene, let's go ahead. And let's start out with the co-main event. I want to save the main event until after this one. First fight here, we got Robert Whitaker. He's going to be minus 225. He's going to fight Paulo Costa here. Gene, I'll go first on this one. And I kind of feel like I might be in the majority here taking the dog and Costa. For some reason or another, I can actually see the betters going ahead and staying away from Whitaker. I think that you have to ask yourself, how much tread does Whitaker actually have left on the tires? Three out of his last five losses, he's been knocked out. And he looks far less durable these days. And his chin looks far more suspect than it has in the past. And facing a guy like Costa, who he comes in with like this physique masterpiece, uh, looking to knock your head off. So I'm embarrassed to say that, you know, I'm jealous of, of the way that Paula Costa looks when he steps in the octagon. But I think that he comes in here and he looks to go ahead and, and take Whitaker's head off. I think Whitaker can win this fight, but I think it's probably only by points. That's just the way that I feel. I feel like his boxing is, is still at an elite level, and I think that he could probably use some of his kicks to go ahead and keep Costa at range. But I think Costa being out for a while, it just tells me like he might come in here looking to impress with you know guns blazing, looking for that KO. I won't deny it. Whitaker is the better fighter, but 
his resume isn't looking as impressive right now as it once was. I know Costa has been off for a while because he had that, you know, the elbow surgery. But why does he want to go into this fight there, Gene, against a guy like Whittaker and test out just how durable that elbow is right now? I think this is one of those fights where Costa comes in looking to throw bombs and just KO this guy as quick as he possibly can. I, I say this with confidence there, Gene. If one of these two guys is standing in the octagon and it's for a title, I do not think it's Robert Whitaker. I think that guy would actually be Paula Costa. I'm going to go with Paula Costa here. I think the Drickus loss for Whitaker was just a crippling type of loss. I've I've heard Whitaker go, oh yeah, I want to get back in and back and and go on another run. I I hear you, but I just I don't see you. I I just don't see that happening. And look, I get it. Like you know, losing to Izzy, that I think that that's fine. But I think losing to like Drickus Duplicis, I just think that that just that might have just broke Whitaker's will. So I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna take the dog here, Gene Palacosta. Uh, you can get this right around like plus 170, plus 175. I think that that's perfectly fine. I'm going to go with Costa here. I'm not sure who you like here, Gene, but what do you think, Whitaker or Costa? Yeah, so Whitaker is the gatekeeper of, of this division. If you can get through Whitaker, you know, you, you're ready for the title shot. We saw that with Drakus Duplessis in the last fight. And and I'm with you here when it comes to Robert Whitaker. What does he have left? You know, he he lost to Israel you know, gave up his title, went back on another run, fought Israel again, lost, and then fought Marvin Vittori, and then Drakus he he loses to again. It's like he he's at the tail end of his career. What does he have left? What is he even going to get a title shot anymore? He lost to Israel. Israel might end up coming back to middleweight pretty soon. That's the rumblings uh, potentially for UFC three hundred, and then the champion right now you you got finished by him. So. Uh, what's your path and where is, so what's your motivation? Whereas like Paul Acosta, yes, don't get me wrong. He's had a, a padded record. He barely fights. He he pulls out of a lot of fights as well, but he seems to be taking his training very seriously. He's coming off of a win with Luke Rockhold, even though Luke was at the end of his uh, career there as well. But, you know, Paula, the skill is there. The power is there. The path to victory is there as well with, you stating Whitaker keeps getting knocked down and, you know, three of his uh, five fights, he just got knocked down this fight. You got to wonder, you know, if he's still got that durability that he had earlier in his career. If, if you're going off of just their fighting style, yes, Whitaker can stick to the outside and try to pick Paulo Acosta apart from the outside. But here's the thing. Casa realizes that he's been out for a while. He he's going to have to be explosive. He's going to have to fight like uh, Duplessis did, and that's what Duplessis showed in that fight with Whitaker. Is like, don't let Whitaker dictate the fight in the pace in the range. Just go after him, and he has issues with that. Israel Adesanya did the same thing in their matchup, and that's why he finished them two times. You know, so um, I think the path to victory here for Casa is just get after Whitaker invade his space. Don't let him dictate the pace or the spacing in this fight. I think you get the victory here and definitely a dog odds, you know, plus 170. I think this is a great value play right here for a guy that the division is wide open for, for Costa here. You know, he doesn't really have 
uh, too many losses to any of the top guys in this division. So um, the only one is Israel. Israel's not the champ right now. So it's a fresh matchup for, for the UFC. And I, I believe Costa is motivated here and, and he sees that path back to uh, a potential title fight here. Gene, so let me ask you this, and I'm just going to throw a weird question at you. Robert Whitaker minus 110, would you bet on him in this fight? Yeah, I, I probably would. <laughs> um, it, I probably would. Just, you know, given given the the technical aspect of, of Whitaker, um, this is it's more of a value play for me to take Costa here. Um, I just you can't lay nearly 200 on Whitaker. You just, you just can't do it. But, you know, at, at pick them odds minus 110. Yeah, I, I would slightly lean with with Whitaker. But yeah, the, the values on Costa, it, it, I don't understand why it's lined at this price. I, I really don't. This should be closer to a pick them. All right, because that's where I was kind of going with this. Uh, if this was, you know, maybe minus one ten Whitaker, I would I would strongly consider taking them, and if there's a good chance I would even be on them. But I think at these odds that they're just they're just insane. Like I get it. Like Robert Whitaker's done great things, you know, and he's been in there with with the best guys. And Paula Costa has, you know, lost to some guys and is coming off of an injury. And like you mentioned, you know, he pulls out of fights and and he just he's he's not that active. So I could understand maybe going ahead and taking a leap there with with Whitaker much easier at, at minus 110 than minus 225. We both think the line's wrong, and we both feel like the dog is live. So I, I feel like you and I are kind of tracking here, Gene, same, same kind of page here with this one. So nice breakdown there from Gene. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to both going to take the dog there in Paula Costa. Uh, Gene, let's go ahead. Let's jump into the main event here. We have Alexander Volkanovsky. Uh, currently, right now, minus 125. Going to go ahead and take on Ilya Toporia. I guess I'll start this one out there, Gene. Um, look, Toporia, he doesn't know how to lose. I mean, this guy's never lost before. He's basically taken out every single guy that has stepped in there with him. And I actually like betting on fighters that have never lost because they don't understand how to lose. But this is the one time that I'm I'm not going to take the guy who's undefeated that that has never lost before, and it really comes down to one particular fight for me, and it was when Volkanovski took on Yair Rodriguez, and Volkanovski wiped the mat with him. That fight was not close, and that fight was broadcast as it's going to be, you know, this this very close matchup, and Volkanovski went out there and he lapped him like he was lapping the division. And I, I, I get it. Like, you know, Volkanovsky has lost twice, and he's lost twice to Makachev. But, I mean, that that that's Makachev. It, 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 Makachev is not Taporia. I, I think that these guys are in two totally different classes. These are three different three different guys in three different classes. Like, Makachev is clearly better than Volkanovsky. We know that. And Volkanovsky beats everybody up that, that even steps to him. And he's always game. He always has you know, a, a positive attitude. Uh, Volkanovski, he, he barely loses rounds, let alone fights. And I mean, to, to go ahead and beat him for like one minute out of a round or sometimes even out of a fight, it's just a tough thing to do. And I can't even say that Rodriguez went in there and took one minute off of Volk. It's just one of those fights where I get it like Toporia has looked good, but you're stepping in there with a world-class fighter that's been there, done that. And what I like more than anything, Gene, with this fight 
is that Volkanovsky is coming off of another loss to Makachev. And after the first loss to Makachev, that's what he did to Yair Rodriguez. He wiped the mat with him. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take Volk minus the 125. I don't have any problem with anybody that's saying, you know, Illa Teporia's game, and I get it. But a lot of people thought that with Yair Rodriguez, and we saw what happened in that fight. It wasn't even close. He looked like it, it looked like an amateur type of fight. So I'll take Volk here um, until I see some type of chink in the armor with him. Um, I'll, I'll continue to go ahead and probably wager on him, especially at like this weight class. I think Taporia will put up a much better fight than Yair Rodriguez, and he's going to have to. Uh, otherwise, it's going to look ugly. So it's Volkanovski here for me there, Gene, at minus 125. This was one of the easier fights, I think, for me to go ahead and handicap on this card. Maybe if it was like Taporia, like, I don't know, maybe like 3-1, to one, I, I would consider maybe taking a bite at the apple, but I just think these are two different fighters. So I'm taking Volkanovski there, Gene, minus 125. Yeah, like I said earlier, this is an incredible fight. Uh, super excited for this fight. And the line, too, you, you're seeing how it's a it's a fight with the line, too. Vol- Volkanovski was the favorite. Then a couple days ago, Taporia was the slight favorite. Now Volkanovski's back to the favorite, and he's starting to move up a little bit uh, towards the 130, 135 now. You know, Volkanovski's run at featherweight has just been incredible. He, he beat the top two featherweights in UFC history, and although – and Holloway in 2019 to capture the featherweight title. And he hasn't looked back since. The guy's been absolutely dominant at 145. He is the GOAT, in my personal opinion, at 145. I don't think there's any way to deny that. Um, And he's also been one of the most active champions in recent years as well. I, I know some of that has to do with some mental health issues that he's recently acknowledged. He just says, you know, the inactivity isn't good for him. And as a result, he's had some quick turnarounds and he's performed well. And then you also saw recently against Makachev on short notice, quick turnaround that didn't work out well for him. So uh, he's coming into this fight, which I would consider a quick turnaround as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how he performs, especially off the knockout. And then you got the young hungry lion in Taporia coming in here. I mean, this kid is just absolutely incredible. He's been spectacular on his run to the title right now. He's had 14 pro fights, and he's finished all but two of them. And 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 the thing I really like about him is it's not set, you know, ten knockouts and and, and uh, two submissions. It's it's a mix of both, like a healthy mix of of submissions and knockouts. So the guy's really well rounded, and he's confident coming into this. Some people would even say cocky, to be honest with you, especially if you're watching some of the the countdown, you know, highlights that that, that have been going on in the past few days. So. But I do like that, you know. I, I, I he's a very confident guy, and, he, and it shows when he gets into into his fights, you know. Especially in his last fight against Josh Emmett. Josh Emmett is is a title contender uh, fighter in the UFC at featherweight, and man, he just put it on Josh Emmett, and, and he really looked he looked like he was ready for a title fight after that. And then the fight before that was Bryce Mitchell. And I know Bryce Mitchell recently has had some up and down fights. Um, notably, Josh Emmett just knocked him out. But the thing that impressed me was Taporia. Bryce Mitchell is a submission uh, specialist, and Taporia just out grappled him and ended up submitting him. So I thought that was, you know, a, a, a big win for him as well. So, um, you know, this this is a tough one to call, but I'm I'm gonna have to go on the on the other side here. You know, um, I, I'm I'm gonna go with the with the dog. I, I 
listen, I, I understand Volkanovsky's greatness, um, but it, what worries me is it's 145, then balloon up to 155, lose, drop down to 145, balloon back up to 155, and then at 155 you take a nasty head kick and you quickly turn back around and and, and fight this this killer in Taporia that's just super hungry. And the thing I really like about Taporia versus, you know, like you, you mentioned Yair Rodriguez, you have like um, Chan Sung Jung, um, you have Max Holloway, kind of longer fighters that fight at range. And Volkanovski being a short guy, he was able to handle that. He's fighting himself here. This guy is short, stocky, and he's explosive, um, incredibly Ex- explosive, crisp boxer, uh, fast hands, KO power. He's a good grappler as well, especially when it comes to submission. So I just feel like skill for skill, he's going to match Volkanovski. And it really just comes down to does Volkanovski still have the dog in him? I, I think he does, but is that dog as big as, as Taporia? And I, I don't think it is. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I think Taporia is just I think this is a changing in the guard here. I think that, I think I think what we're going to see here is what we saw back in 2019, where you know you have Volkanovski as an underdog against um, against Aldo, and then uh, underdog in the title fight against Holloway. You know where everyone was like, "No way, he's going to be Holloway." Holloway's the goat of 145, and you saw what happened. So um, long winded here, but yeah, I'm going to go with Taporia here as the slight dog. I, I think he gets it done, and I think we have a new champion. On Saturday night. I'm RJ Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas, and they got a water bottle, and they got, like, uh, celery chopped up. And let's forget about them, because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1, but I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much, maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1, and all of a sudden, you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that, that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink, and feel healthy, well, I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? Is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against? With Pick 6, you're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between 2 and 6 NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem. 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. All right, so Gene's going to be on the opposite side there. Uh, I will say this there, Gene, I think that this probably makes a lot of sense is I think what's going to become true here, Gene, is that everything that they thought Yair Rodriguez was going to be in that fight against Volk is everything that Ilya Teporia actually is. That's one of the reasons why I think that these odds kind of make sense. And I think that this potentially could be one of the best fights that we ever see because these two guys, um, you know, they, they just... These two guys are just so skilled, um, but I'm, I'll go with Volk. I think that the experience probably uh, helps him out a ton here. That's kind of you know one of my biggest leaning factors. He just has the experience, uh, especially off of a loss. He just looks so sharp. Um, he didn't want to leave any doubt that um, you know that he was the goat of this division. So it's going to be an interesting fight. So me and Gene on opposite sides in that one. Excellent breakdown there, Gene. Uh, before we go ahead and get into our best bets, I do want to go ahead and give you guys a quick code here. We're going to go to pregame.com. We're going to enter code UFC20, and that's going to save you guys 20% on anything there at pregame.com. Right now we got the NBA All-Star Game coming up. We have March Madness coming up, and you guys could save 20% on anything when it comes to hoops. Uh, also, AJ's UFC Make sure you guys save 20% on that. I mean, it's just, AJ's just a man on a mission uh, with everything. But, you know, UFC is is one of his first loves, and and he kicks a rear end in that. And like I was talking in the beginning of the podcast, you got 298. AJ will have something for that. 299, 300, you know, all the events. But uh, I know he's going to be locked and loaded, you know, over the next three for sure, because I know how excited he is. So make sure you guys go to pregame.com. Again, enter code UFC20. Save 20% there. At pregame.com. All right, Gene, best bet time. I, I'm going to th- say that there's no way that you have the best bet that I do. Now, you're able to go ahead and pick on any fight that you want here on the card. So I'm going to let you go ahead, Gene, lead out with your best bet for the UFC 298 card. What do you got? Yeah, it sounds crazy because the fight is it's lying pretty much a coin flip, but I got to go with Taporia here. I, I, I know I'm going against the go to, at 145, but I just have that much confidence in, in Taporia in this fight. This kid is just hungry. He's on a mission. He has multiple paths to victory. Um, and I, I just think it's his time, man. I mean, this guy and, – and here's the other thing. Crazy things happen in, in, in Anaheim, California in particular. A lot of champions have lost their belt in, in Anaheim over the years. And I just think we're going to see it again here. This, this kid's on a mission. Like I said, 12 finishes out of 14 fights. He's always looking to get um, his opponent out of there, Volkanovski. Just got to wonder where he's at, you know. Um, if he beats Taporia here, man, he's already the GOAT at 145, but props to him because this is one of his toughest fights of his career. So um, this is the best bet for me, man. I, I, I love Taporia here at, at Dog Odds. All right, so there's Gene's best bet going ahead and backing up Taporia. Uh, a little bit more, Gene, let me give you my best bet. I'm curious what your thoughts are on this one. But I, I have a feeling that you may disagree with this one. So my best bet's going to be in the fight between Marab Davalashili and Henry Cejudo. 
Gene, I'm going to go ahead and take Henry Cejudo as my best bet at plus 165. I don't think that this is all an act for Cejudo. I don't think that this is a payday grab for him by any means. I think if it was, he probably would have gotten his rear end kicked when he went in there against Aljamain. And that fight was close. Henry came to fight. And I think in that fight that he actually shook off a lot of rust against Aljamain. And through that long layoff and everything like that and shaking off all that rust, to look that good against Aljamain, whose ground game is just, I mean, it's off the charts, that impressed the hell out of me. And look, I'm not going to go ahead and, and, and really throw any shade on Marab because I think that he's he's a beast too. And we know that he's like all gas tank, weapons flying all directions. But I think that Marab's style actually plays into what Henry kind of wants you to do. He wants you throwing and making mistakes and just leaving as many openings as possible because if he gets a hold of you and he gets you down, he puts you in some really bad spots and some awkward positions. So I think that he's going to go ahead and, and probably win this one on points, Cejudo. I think he's just a better guy on the ground. And I think that Henry will be able to go ahead and preserve some energy, keep himself fresh. You know, if this one goes, you know, the entire distance, because Rob's going to put the pressure on. I mean, we know that. Like, this dude's just, he's just an all gas tank. I mean, that's kind of the way that he does. But. I, I favor Suhudo when it comes to the scorecards because I think he will prevail with more takedowns and his ground control will be a little bit more. I think I think Henry's back for I think he's back maybe to stay for a little while. So Gene, I'm gonna go ahead out on a limb here. I don't think many people are gonna take Henry Suhudo uh, at all, but I'm gonna make him my best bet at plus one sixty five. What do you think? Yeah, so I agree with the your last statement where a lot of people are probably not going to take Sahuj only because, you know, he's coming off that loss, his age, and then um, Marab's absolute dis- demolishment um, or demolition of uh, of uh, Peter Yan. You know, he he set the record for takedowns in, in that fight. But I think what uh, some people fail to realize is uh, two things. One, um, Marab's coming off of uh, a surgery on his wrist. So you have to wonder how his striking is going to be. And, you know, congrats to him for setting that record against Jan. And I know Jan is a good grappler too, but Jan just wants to stay in the pocket and strike with you. He doesn't want to defend takedowns. And when he has to, his game is is shot. And we saw some of that in the second Aljo fight. So where you have Henry Cejudo here, where he's well-versed in the grappling game, um, one of the top wrestlers in, in the UFC. And I think he'll be able to handle Marab's, you know, grappling prowess. And then it just comes down to the striking, and it's there's no question that Henry's the the better striker on, on the feet, and and he's motivated too. Like you said, I mean, this is his last shot. I'll be honest, I don't I don't fully agree with. I think he's here to stay in the sense of I do. If he loses this fight to Marab, I think he retires personally. I don't think that retirement's on his mind in the sense of like, hey, I just want to get a paycheck. Like like you had said, he's not in it for the money in that sense. I think he wants to get back to the title. But if he gets dominated by Marab, like if Marab does what uh, he did to Peter Jan, to Henry, I could easily see Henry, you know, hanging it up. But to me, this is it for for Henry. He's going to be super motivated. Um, He barely lost that fight to Aljo. And I think he realizes like, man, this is my last shot. And to beat Marab, that puts him right back in in the title picture. So um, I think it's good value here. I haven't fully figured if, you know, if, if he's the dog that I'm going to ride with, 
uh, on this card in particular outside of Taporia. But um, I don't think it's a bad play. I think the value is there 100. You're, you're you're getting a former champion and a guy that stylistically in the, um, against Marab, he, he he can beat Marab, you know, on the ground and and standing up. So I, I like that bet. All right, well, I'm glad you kind of agree there, Gene. Like I said, plus 165, those are the odds that I saw, but I do see some other odds out there that are far higher. Like you get like a plus 190 on Henry Cejudo. So obviously shop around, get the best that you can there when you're going ahead and placing your bets. Uh, big thanks to Gene for going ahead, jumping on the podcast. So you guys got the main event, co-main, and our best bets for UFC 298. Like I said, go over to pregame.com, enter that code UFC20, save 20% there. Uh, if you guys are looking to follow myself or Gene on Twitter, make sure you guys check me out at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Check Gene out at MeanGene0022. Don't forget to go ahead and give a shout-out to our man, AJ Hoffman. He'll be on the podcast for UFC 299, of course. Looking forward to going and having him back. Hopefully, we can go ahead and have Gene back maybe for that podcast as well. With that said, I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck. Enjoy the fights. 